welcome back to the Racing Mindcast, the show that helps athletes slow down their minds so they can race past their limits. I'm Chris Haig. And I'm Morgan Dickenbach-Gate. And welcome to our spooktacular uh, episode today. Is we, that why you're wearing the orange yes, shirt? Yes, this is and why I'm wearing the orange and black, A, because it's my favorite shirt, and if you're a former student of mine, you will recognize this shirt. It is disintegrating on me as we speak, but I refuse to throw it out because I hate throwing out old clothes. Uh, if they're still wearable. That's why I'm wearing the vest, because it covers up the holes that are in the shirt. Yeah. If you were listening to our audio of this, um, congratulations for subscribing on iTunes. Please subscribe if you haven't. And also make sure you head over to YouTube so you can actually see the infamous Breezy Hollow Camp t-shirt. Anywho, back to, this is Don't our pre-Halloween spectacular. And in this pre-Halloween spectacular, we have a um, we have in our first part we are talking about a not so scary subject, uh, Morgan's training, and how that's progressing. And it's a little scary. Uh, a little scary, <laughs> but uh, scary in a good way, I think. Mm. Uh, it's a good scary, uh, kind of like Hocus Pocus. It's uh, the, the movie Hocus Pocus. It's a good scary. And then we are going into Boom Chicka Pop because they have two seasonal flavors. Mm -hmm. And then we are finishing up with the Year of Fear and recapping what we've done so far and more on that to come. So stay tuned. And with further that, ado. with further ado, let's get into your coaching. And I picture this is more of an interview process between coach and athlete. Uh, yeah, and spoiler alert, he's my coach. Yes, uh, and okay. I guess the first thing that we should get out of the way is how do we make this work as both husband and wife, coach and athlete? Yeah. Because I know a lot of athletes have sunk themselves by dating their coach. Well, we, um, we skipped that part. We, we got married first, and yes, then we you did. coached. Yes. So I think that might be part of the solution. But it's an interesting dynamic, and yeah, I think the best thing to... The way I do it is I have a coaching hat and I have a husband hat. It's like PG roleplay. <laughs> yes. And and you do say, as your coach, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. As your husband, blah, blah, blah. So you do like actively put yourself mm -hmm. into a position of like signposting to me what you're saying and as who. Mm -hmm. Who? Who? Whatever. And for me, it's it's more taking, it's the risking of becoming, blurring the lines between subjective and objective when I'm prescribing your workouts. Yeah, and when there's I'm the emotional. commenting on yeah, your workouts. There's because the, there's the emotional, because I, you know, I care, yeah. about, I care about you, I worry about you. Yeah. So I really do have to step out of the subjective husband role and into the objective coach role Although, and treat you like an athlete. Although I would argue that coaches are also have subjectivity for a good reason. Like mm -hmm. they should care about their athletes, just in a different way than yeah. say a husband would. And I, I would think hope. Uh, yes, and I think that's what I try. That's what I try to bring in is that caring, carry over the caring that I have as a husband and as a and as a friend, carry that caring into my coaching role, but put it in a different place and mm. have, how can I make you a better athlete? Yeah. Cause it's a different outcome than having mm -hmm. a, you know, happy wife, happy life. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a happy athlete, happy coach kind of a thing rather than, uh, I'm trying to, you know, appease my wife right. or, you know, not push her too hard cause I don't want her to get pissed at me. It, well, it's more, 
I'm not pushing you too hard because I don't want you to get injured as an athlete. <laughs> back after a little bit of a technical glitch, but anyway, to get back into the coaching, how to separate coaching from hubby husband, coach. hubby coach, it's, it really is taking, caring, figuring out and get, treating you like an athlete yeah. and being able to take the hat off literally and figuratively and switch between roles, which can be tough. For uh, both, for but both. differently because mm -hmm. I have to remember that the words coming out of my husband's mouth are not husband words, they're mm -hmm. coach words. And then switch back. And for you, you have to like switch personalities for different times of day or different situations. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's it takes practice, I think, yeah. because like what are we three months, four months in, three months, three and a bit. Yes. So you know it's still earlyish, earlyish days. Um, so I think it'll kind of develop as you know the, the months go mm -hmm. by. Um, just in terms of how we find our groove and stuff, because so far I, I I think it's been doing pretty well. I agree. Um, all the metrics. I meant <laughs> I meant in terms of the personal dynamic. Yes. Like that, there isn't there hasn't been a kind of a uh, a confusion or a conflict mm. between husband and coach, you know, wife and athlete thing. I also think it helps that a you're not a professional yet. Yet, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a, you're, you're not bringing the home, the home the tofurkey based off your race results. No, no, no. no. There's that, no that monetary in, pressure. Yes, there's no monetary. It also helps that you have different goals than I am. I do, mm -hmm. and having because you have different goals and you're in, uh, you're in a different situation. Mm -hmm. It's easier to coach you mm -hmm. versus if you were a triathlete aspiring to be a professional, that might. I, that would be more difficult, yeah. in my opinion, I'm and I would most myself. likely outsource you. <laughs> but I think I'm in a fairly unique situation where I'm not limiting myself mm -hmm. to I want to do X, Y, Z. I just want to see how far I can go, mm -hmm. which gives me a lot of leeway. Um, and so for from your perspective, you're coaching an athlete who just wants to see how far they can go, mm -hmm. which is pretty limitless and doesn't have a timeline. Like, it's just, okay, let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. And like I want a trajectory, I have goals, but let's just see how far I go. I would also, I, from a coaching perspective, it's not necessarily that you have goals; it's you have benchmarks. Hmm. And I like seeing them as benchmarks because it gives me a time frame of this is yeah. how the models project where you should be. Right. So let's hit those benchmarks, yeah. and it gives that landmarks, lim landmarks. and it yeah, gives yeah, it yeah. that limitless quality to see yeah. how far you can go as an athlete. Yeah, and you get little kind of tidbit goals mm -hmm. as you go that kind of progress up, up and up, mm -hmm. but they aren't the ultimate goal. Like, I don't want to set myself an ultimate goal because right. I find that very limiting because what happens if I reach that, mm -hmm. going back to what we talked about a few episodes ago, that if you reach that goal and you plateau, you can get really depressed yeah. because you have the kind of the post-race depression. Too invested into it. Too invested in it, and then you reach it, and then what? Mm -hmm. Like, so I don't want to set myself ultimate goals. I just want to see how far I can go. So it's very limitless, but it's motivational because I have those mini goals mm -hmm. set along the way, kind of like breadcrumbs. And uh, even for my athletes who do have goals, like finishing mm -hmm. Kona in this time, yeah. and doing this race in this time, or doing so many miles within 24 mm -hmm. hours, even with those athletes, I do try to step back and say, let's just see that as 
one of many goals. One of many goals. Yeah. And I will coach you through that, and then we'll see what happens after that. Yeah. But that, don't invest too much into that. Don't make that your life. Don't make yeah. that your life. Don't make it that the be-all and, uh, be and end-all of your athletic career. Exactly. And I, as a coach, that's very important to set that vision and help cultivate that vision in your athletes, mm -hmm. whether you're a team player. And there's actually a bunch of studies that I was reading last week on that, yeah. is that coach Keeping. vision was one of the driving factors that led to team success. Mm -hmm. Keeping the big picture perspective mm -hmm. while maintain, while still taking seriously right. the athlete's you know, goals and expectations. So what do you look for in a coach? I don't know because I haven't- Why do you need a coach? Why do I need a coach? Because I push myself too hard. Mm -hmm. That's like, it's not that I'm not motivated to work out. I just don't know how to pace myself. Right. I always go balls to the wall and then crash and then can't move for two weeks. Like, so I, I try and every time I work out, I try and make it, you know, the best workout ever. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to gradually, you know, drop in little bits of intensity and mm -hmm. I don't know how to you know, structure, a cycle. I don't know how to do that kind of stuff for myself mm -hmm. because I don't take it seriously. I always feel like I'm not doing enough. Right. So I need that external objectivity to say, no, no, you're pushing yourself too hard and that's unsustainable. Let's back off so that we can do this for the long run. Right. Because I have very, I have a very hard time doing that for myself. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that's what I've been focusing on. Mm -hmm is making sure telling you and reassuring you that you have been on the right track mm -hmm. and look at you know this four month block of consistent workouts mm -hmm. you haven't gotten sick you haven't gotten injured mm -hmm. you've had tightness that we need that we need to yeah. address foam rolling and using the r8 rumble roller oh, um, God, no. i think that's going to be the next step but anyway that's months away that's months away <laughs> <laughs> but reassuring you that you are hitting the right zones that mm -hmm. you need to hit these zones in a workout and hitting those zones rather that are prescribed, those levels yeah. that I prescribe, rather than higher ones, that's what it means giving it your all in a workout. Yeah. It's not going above and beyond, it's doing the prescribed workout. And that yeah. can be frustrating because oh, yeah. we are, I actually, I, I admit that I've been very conservative given your past history with with uh, your undulations, yeah. your, you know, your sine wave graph of you know hitting peaks and then crashing, mm -hmm. very consistently building up your training yeah. program and so that you don't get injured and we're very aware and very in tune about that intensity level yeah for me that's kind of frustrating just because yeah. it's like I've kind of always been like obsessed with like making everything I do epic mm -hmm. as, or like to give it my all and if I don't give it my all I'm not good enough kind mm -hmm. of like that kind of self-hatred stuff so it's it's kind of frustrating for me to like rein myself back because it feels like I'm taking myself too easy. Yeah. Like I, I'm I'm babying myself mm -hmm. or I'm, I'm you know I'm coddling myself and I have to remember big picture, big picture, big picture. For sure. I think another thing that we are working on and doing quite well is taking using metrics. Mm -hmm. uh, and not becoming too obsessed with the metrics, and I think yeah, that's another good thing for you. For is, yeah, is that you need to outsource that to a coach yeah. to make sure that you're not obsessing over the metrics. Because as yeah. we talked about in the last episode, it can get into your head. Because having a coach can help you give those numbers context. Right. Because just you know, especially with things like heart rate, like we talked yeah, about last. Yeah, heart rate. Time. Like just looking at it and not it never being high enough or just being like through the roof mm -hmm. and just getting demoralized, or 
just confused, I need I need someone to, to you know, calm me down yeah. <laughs> or say, no, this is completely normal or this piece of equipment isn't flawless. Like I need that kind of stuff because mm -hmm. it's really easy for me to just kind of say, well, it must be about me, not the, right. not the, the thing measuring me. Yeah, I think using, in the future, we're going to be using stride, getting the running power meter, and I think that's going to help because as a, as a creature of growing up and using a heart rate monitor, we've seen in the past couple of weeks, especially with indoor training, yeah. how... The, it's very the, volatile, the, the yeah. Very volatility, and also with calories and kilojoules, yeah. using kilojoules instead of calories based off heart rate is the way to go. So switching over to more power-based metrics that won't drop out, that won't fluctuate from yeah. 200 beats per minute down to 90 beats per minute, and then yeah. all over the place depending on how you're doing, switching over to concre more concrete metrics mm -hmm. will yeah. be helpful mm -hmm. because it will, it will give you more objective feedback. Yeah. With that. And more confidence mm -hmm. in what I'm supposed to do. And also pacing, because that's something yeah. else we, we're working on, is yeah. making sure that you don't go too hard too early. Yeah. Uh, and pacing yourself, because we, we were talking about actually this over the weekend, is when I give an RPE value. Mm -hmm. Because that's, that, we were talking yeah. about how that trumps heart rate. And we talked about that in the yeah. last episode. Giving you an RPE value, right now, it's it's hard, and it's hard for you to listen to your body, and that's something that we're we're working on, yeah. we're trying to cultivate is, but having a number to associate with that RPE, yeah. that I think will help you yeah. become more I in just, tune with your body. I can't do that right now yeah. because the number that I'm associating with with isn't dependable right now with my heart rate monitor going from you know zero to hundred mm -hmm. and then back. Yeah, so. Eventually, um, associating RP, my RPEs with certain numbers will be really good because my internal gauge mm -hmm. of my perceived effort is way off. It never feels like I'm doing enough. So I, that's just something I have to work on. So having something external that I can reference to perceived effort will be really helpful, I think. And we'll gamify that, too. That's going to be fun. <laughs> Last point is mm -hmm. as far as goal setting to loop back to where we started, mm -hmm. it's tempted to, and I see this in athletes a lot, is when you have aspirations, big aspirations, mm -hmm. and you're, those aspirations are fairly big and mm -hmm. can be intimidating. As an athlete, mm -hmm. do you find having big aspirations, like walking the AT or hiking the AT or mm -hmm. doing an epic, 200 mile race. Mm -hmm. Do you find that where you are currently, how do you deal with, and I can have input as a coach here, how do you deal with putting those into context and saying, I'm on the right track, I'm following the right progression? Well, part of it is faith. Um, because at the end of the day, it's kind of hard to envision your future self mm -hmm. because all you know is your present self. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with faith in, in your training, mm -hmm. faith in your coach if you have one. Um, because like I, it just because you've never done something before doesn't mean you can't do it, but that's right. still hard to remember, you know, in the dark days. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of it has to just be with um, consistency, um, confidence in your team or mm -hmm. your your you know your network of people who are supporting you, um, and also just keep putting one foot in front of the other because that's a, like the alternative is stopping, and that you know that's never going to mm -hmm. get you anywhere. Good point. I think that's a, 
a good place to end on. We will keep you all updated on Morgan's training uh, with tips and tricks and everything in between uh, in future episodes. Super. Awesome. So with that, I think we are ready for part two, Buy It or Bonk, Halloween edition. And welcome back to the Racing Mindcast with part two, my favorite part, and I'm sure your favorite part, buy it or bonk. Alright. What do we have on tap today? Well, since it's Halloween, we found, and they're not exactly sports nutrition, but, stop it. Um, so we found two, I guess, seasonal flavors of Boom Chicken Pop. Mm -hmm. You've probably seen them around grocery stores. It's just the flavored popcorn mm -hmm. and, you know, the hundreds of flavors. So we have pumpkin spice because pumpkin spice, tis the season. Oh my god! And candy corn, um, which I don't think I've ever had candy corn, so I won't I wonder, have any frame of reference. I wonder how they're going to uh, and excuse the uh, the lawnmower in the background there. Uh, I wonder how the candy corn. It, it tastes like sugar. Like it's going to be interesting to see. It's what more about they texture, do. isn't yeah. it? Okay. It's more about texture, I think. So that's going to be interesting. And I don't have the macros with me, but I will flash them on the screen. I do yeah, they know... should be popping up right around here. Right about now. Um, and I do know that both of them are 260 calories per 50 grams. We don't have nearly that amount, but um, let's do, what, pumpkin spice first? Let's do pumpkin spice first. Get that out of the way. We um, should, because we have the IMO powder. We should do a candy corn homemade Quest Bar. So it has like mm. a drizzle on it of something. It smells like popcorn more than anything yeah. else. It smells like a little bit. I smell something. But, it but it's not pumpkin like, spice. No, it smells more like butter. Mm-hmm. It's a little on the stale side. Well, yeah, after it's been drizzled with all God's knows of what. Very. Very mild. How much PSL you get, or pumpkin spice that you get, varies from kernel to kernel. Yeah. But that, I think, is to be expected. Mm-hmm. More than anything, though, I bet I taste like fake butter. Yeah. With a hint of pumpkin spiciness, sort of. The problem with this pre-baked popcorn, pre or pre-popped popcorn, mm -hmm. is that it gets really stale, and this yeah. falls into that trap. So it's all about the drizzle mm -hmm. and the coating. And if you don't mind stale popcorn, then, you, then it's okay. What'd you give it, rate-wise? I'm not overly impressed. All right, I can't compare it to... Uh, no, I can't compare it to bars. This is something else. Yeah. I would say... I'm not terribly impressed. I'm going to give it a five. Out of ten? Five out of ten. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably get a five. And when I say five, buy it if you're cu curious. Yeah, it's a novelty. Don't buy it again. It's a novelty. I wouldn't buy it more than mm -hmm. once a year. All right. Uh, so this is candy corn. And it has orange. It smells like candy corn. Jesus. It smells like well. They nailed that smell. It smells like sugar. Yeah, me. but they nailed that candy corn smell. And it has like an orange and yellow drizzle really? on it. Pop it up here. That is a giant chunk you got there. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. It just tastes like icing to me. Mm-hmm. I was going to say the exact same thing. It tastes like icing, like sugar cookie icing. Yeah. They it, they melted. But that, that's the that's the candy corn flavor. I have no idea. It's still stale. It uh, tastes like sugar. It's got more flavor than the pe yeah. uh, pumpkin spice. It's got more drizzle, for sure. Good for the novelty. I'm going to give it a five and a half this time. Yeah. 
uh, but it's still got that stale popcorn. I think you're better off mixing in candy candy corn into popcorn. You're better off with candy corn. Yeah, you're better off with mixing in regular candy corn mm -hmm. into your popcorn. It's very popcorn. hully too. Mm -hmm. Like they, yes, it whole consistent, uh, whole quantity seems to vary from brand to brand, and this has a lot of that the popcorn skin hull mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. So not a it does huge get fan. stuck in your teeth in your yeah, mouth. I'm not a huge fan of that. So yeah, I would also give it a five and a half just because it has slightly mm -hmm. more flavor. Alright. Alright, and that concludes Bite or Bonk. We've got a special video coming your way with this popcorn coming later on, so you definitely stay tuned. Uh, and if you know me and know my love of <clears throat> Well, I won't give away. No. Anyway, on to part three, year of fear. And we're back with part three of the Racing Mindcast, the Year of Fear. So just a little recap, what have you done this past week? I meditated for a week. How did that go? Um, I stuck with five minutes a day, just mm -hmm. to keep it simple. Um, mostly either walking meditations or um, just sitting and trying to count my breath. Mm -hmm. um, it was hard. It was really, really hard. I haven't uh, sat without any music or podcasts. So no uh, headspace? Nope, nothing. Um, just to try and focus my, my mind on my breath mm -hmm. and just let five minutes go by. Longest five minutes of my life. <laughs> <laughs> every time. Um, and every time a negative thought or any thought came into my head, I would have to start over from zero and start counting again. And you just you Start the, the five minutes over or start no, your no, breath no. counting you just over? Start counting your breath over and over. Mm -hmm. So you, you try and get to 10, and every time a thought comes into your head, mm -hmm. you have to go back to zero. and you just Which is very traditional. Yeah, yeah, it's a very basic meditation. And um, yeah, that is tough. Yeah. Uh, and uh, kind of wrenching. So mm -hmm. what did you do? I had an enjoyable meal. So if you if you flip back to last podcast, it's, it's I, Whenever I shop or meal plan or think about what I'm going to eat, it's always based off of what I've done athletically, so refueling, yeah. um, thinking about the macros, thinking about the sugar content, is this going to you know, inflame my body for a pre-workout, post-workout. It, yeah. it it's a lot of noise going on in my brain that yeah. a lot makes of, me choose it's, my... It's almost like mental procrastination yeah. to eating, and which I understand completely. When I do sit down to a meal, I... I do eat rather quickly, mm -hmm. and I don't enjoy the food. Mm -hmm. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to face those kind of like your voices in your head when you were meditating. That occurs and gets very loud when I eat. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to sit down and actually enjoy a meal, not based off macros, mm -hmm. not based off of anything but pure enjoyment, mm -hmm. and really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. And I will... I won't give you all the details. You're going to have to go to BraveheartCanada.com and check out the blog post there about what I ate. Uh, it was it was good. I enjoyed it. I actually, I, I used the Headspace app, yeah, app because the they have app. one, the eating app, they have one for eating, which was, it was good. It helped me. This is interesting uh, but because... I'm going to have to, yeah. I'm going to redo it because I felt, I was, I, as I said in my, as I will say in my blog, I was very rushed and yeah. I was very, uh, we had stuff, other stuff to plan the day so I wasn't able to plan out what I was going to eat as much as I would like yeah. while I was shopping for so it. So you can repeat it. So I'm going to repeat it with different ingredients and also enjoy it more and sit down and extend out the meal to yeah. enjoy it. This is interesting because for me when I eat 
I have to dissociate. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't remember half the things I eat because it's too painful to be fully present mm -hmm. while I'm eating. So I have a kind of an out-of-body experience when mm -hmm. I eat, which is, um, and during, like, prep. And my mom calls it werewolfing, mm -hmm. where I just, I I become a different person. Yeah. And I get out of the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, like, and it, it's, I, I can't help it, but it's how I have to get through mm -hmm. it. And so I know that's something I really have to work on, so this might be a good idea for me in baby step format. Anyway, what are you doing this week? This week, uh, we talked about last week, um, so we're filming this ahead of time, so I'm trying to put in my mind's eye. So we were talking about the enjoyment, and then uh, this coming week, I'm going to be eating pizza, and we talked about that last episode. So the following week after that, I'm going to see if I can go for a run without my Garmin. Um, without any metrics. So the week of Halloween. So the week. Oh no, no, no this is. Uh, the, yes, the week of Halloween. Mm -hmm. uh, so that first weekend, first week of November, I'm going to go for a workout, and I'm just going to do one workout without my Garmin. Oh boy. And that is going to be tough mm -hmm. uh, because I'm. I, I've noticed that I've become very dependent upon Numbers. my metrics. Yep. And using those metrics, like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, I need to start distancing myself, especially for easy runs and recovery yeah. runs. Just going out and enjoying it. Yeah. Um, so that is going to be my fear, is doing a workout without the metrics. Naked. Naked. Well, I, I most likely will record the metrics and have them afterwards, but I'm not going to look at them throughout. Mm -hmm. um, and I will be wearing makeup. Oh, oh boy. Uh, just because I've always really poo-pooed it, mm -hmm. um, and I think it has more to do with the fact that I just don't know anything about it. And I have I grew up with... Um, you know, a kind of a sense that it was just what silly girls do, and it's become very... Whores and harlots. Yeah, there's a lot of kind of judgment around it, and I would say 80%... 80% of women I see wear makeup, and I just, I, I really have to get mm. over that just kind of intimidation factor. It's a, it's a department of drugstores mm. and, and beauty salon, and all that stuff I know nothing about. So I just want to kind of try it on for size and get over that little whatever it is that I have about makeup. And all things girly, really. <laughs> Sounds like a good fear. So that concludes this week. Make sure you head over to BraveWorkCanada.com, check out our website, check out the blog posts, uh, check out all of our content there, and we will be back next week with a recap. Until next time, <sighs> in this Halloween season, don't forget to breathe.